Welcome into the Duck Territory Podcast. I'm Matt Prame. Eric Scopel is across the way. Hey, guys. It is a Wednesday afternoon when we're recording this, but we're going to release it Thursday morning, so you could be re- listening to us Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, talking Oregon football, uh, the Ducks taking on the Utah Utes, uh, both teams in a huge must-win situation for their bowl possibilities. Yeah, I mean, both teams are coming off of three straight conference losses. Uh, had great, both teams had great Septembers. Both, te- both teams started off really, really hot, and I think the expectations were pretty high. Actually, some, a lot of similarities. I mean, you also look at uh, Utah. They're a team that, that lost their starter and quarterback, Tyler Huntley, after he had been tremendous in non-conference play, lost him against Arizona to a shoulder injury I mean, in the first quarter of a, yeah. of a, of a conference game. So. Some similarities there. He's now returned, but played very poorly last week against Arizona State. I think he had four interceptions. Um, so their quarterback is back for sure. Oregon's quarterback, we're not quite we're sure, not quite but sure maybe it. trending towards playing sooner than later. Yeah, the, that's kind of the big topic this week for Oregon football is they've started their preparations for Utah. Um, Herbert last week returned to practice in a light form. He, he yeah. did minimal stuff from mm-hmm. what was open to the media, what Willie Taggart said throughout the week. Um, and then on Saturday at, at, after UCLA, he, he said, hopefully he's back sooner than later, but I don't have any kind of an update. Um, we, they obviously didn't practice on Monday. And on Tuesday, we saw Herbert full pads and everything uh, show up, go through a majority of the drills that were quarterbacks were going through when we were in practice, didn't partake in a couple contact ones. Those are the things that may be kind of – to keep an eye on, right. you know, they they do a drill where they where they run through, um, basically, basically tackling pads and and, and he was not doing that. To me, that's an indication he's probably not quite ready for full contact quite yet. And then uh, he he was throwing really well, and Taggart said as much on the Pac-12 conference call that uh, he was dropping he was throwing dimes um, on Wednesday. He was describing it as throwing seeds. Uh, I never heard of that analogy. I never heard that before, but I, I, I get it. Um, but then uh, Wednesday's practice, he again took part pretty much in every part of the every part of practice that we were able to watch. Um, and and the question here going into this game now is: I asked Tiger, is mm-hmm. he available? Is is or has he been ruled out? And he said, "There's always going to be a chance that Tiger play uh, that Herbert plays this week." And what that chance, that possibility was, Taggart was not willing to tell us. He said it with a smile, smile on his face. Some, some gamemanship there, sure. I think, from, from Taggart. Um, I would probably lean towards him not playing, but the way he looked this week, the way Taggart talked about his availability. Yeah. I think there's a slight chance he, he might. I don't think he will, but, he might be back. This it's season. certainly trending more towards him playing than we had expected. I would think this soon. I mean, you have to remember that his injury wasn't all that long ago. Um, four, four weeks ago. Four weeks ago. It's about a month ago. So, but to me, the two things that stand out. I'm also kind of in the camp of like, I'd lean towards him probably not playing for two reasons. One, because like we said earlier, he, he's they do these drills that simulate full contact, and he's literally not going through them, yep. which to me indicates uh, he, that he's probably not ready for full contact. And secondly. He's basically taking reps of the third team in yeah. terms of in terms of when he's running through drills. That's not to say 
he, he has no chance of playing, but to me those two things kind of together and then kind of just the recent, recentness of the injury. and I, I would be surprised if he plays, but it, it certainly seems like sooner than later he's going to be ready. And the question becomes, do you, if he's not able to play against Utah, do you really want to throw him out there against Washington? Yeah, this is the this is the gamble uh, that Oregon staff and Willie Taggart and most importantly Justin Herbert and the Oregon's medical staff um, Oregon, Oregon's medical staff, they're not going to gamble with his health. They're not, and no one at Oregon is going to gamble with his health. But he he's probably cleared to play some kind of physical activity, mm-hmm. obviously because he's practicing. Right. Um, the bone is probably healed. It's now can he withstand the pressures of getting hit? And well, how strong has um, the fracture or the break? gotten since since the injury and the the gamble air quotes if you will is do you play him this week if he's cleared against utah and get that rust off because he hasn't played for a while he hasn't practiced full time for a while timing's probably going to be a little bit off again for for oregon uh with his receivers or do you bring him back against a washington like you said who's arguably the best team in the pac-12 probably one of the best defenses in the Mm pac-12 And risk him getting pounded, or do you give him three more weeks? Because after the Washington game, there's that bye, and then you you have two more games left. You're probably going to be without Justin Herbert going into that game, four and six on the year, needing two wins uh, in your final two games to to get bowl eligible. And you're going to have to do it against the Beavers, who I think with Justin Herbert, we can all say that's probably going to be a very winnable game. I think without Justin Herbert might be a winnable, a very game. winnable game. <laughs> and then against Arizona, though, the week before, yeah. we all thought going into the year, Arizona was a pushover. Arizona was going to be an easy win, even without Justin Herbert. We've seen how Oregon's offense is, how, how they've struggled without him. We've also seen how good Arizona has become the last four or five weeks. That's not a pushover even with Herbert in the game. There's a lot of pressure here. Do, do you go two for two with Herbert coming off almost eight weeks of no football, mm-hmm. or do you bring him in a little early and, and risk not having him for any games because of a, of a second injury? It's a, yeah. it's a big gamble. It, it is a big gamble one way or the other, and I think it'll be, you know, be very curious to see what decision ultimately they, they make. Here, a couple of people saying if he's cleared, of course they're going to play him. I, I, I assume if he is cleared to play, then he's pushing to play, and, and he probably will play as well. So I'm not sure if... We, we don't know if he's been fully cleared to play in games yet, but, I mean, if, if he is cleared, I would, I would also agree probably... We'll, we'll play on Saturday. Um, we've got a couple other things to talk about from practice today. Obviously, I think the one big storyline was Darren Carrington's return. Uh, we talked to defensive players today, and uh, they kind of, I think, avoided <laughs> saying anything that was going to be, you know. Harry have- Robinson was the only one that was willing to come out and say, because he's best friends with Carrington. Right. Not, I wouldn't they're say very, best well, friends, they, they, they're very close. From the same area. They were, you know, they, 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 as you recall, they... But all the, the, the Robinson brothers and Carrington kind of deliberated decommitting from Oregon after Chip Kelly left and then, you know, right. essentially eventually determined to stick with the Ducks. Um, so, yeah, those two are pretty tight. But, I mean, for the most part, everyone kind of was saying, hey, they've got he's a really good player. It's going to be – we're familiar with him. We're not going to talk to him before the game. But after the game, we'll talk to him, and, and this is going to be a, a big challenge. Carrington is one of the, the conference's leaders in receptions uh, – Receiving yards and touchdowns leads the Utes by a significant margin, so hasn't been much of a, a drop back there. Obviously, a guy Oregon would love to have, but will potentially pose some pretty big challenges for this Oregon secondary. I think the big question, though, 
might be who's playing quarterback for Utah, and, and depending on who it is, how good are they? Yeah, that's that's kind of the I think what's going to maybe decide this game because you you look at we know what Oregon is offensively. I, they need to run the football to be able to stay in games. Um, with Utah, it's kind of who are you going to get because when Tyler Huntley, the freshman, I think I think he's a freshman, sophomore, sophomore quarterback, yeah. was playing prior to his injury. He's awesome. He was really good. Really good. Uh, much improved from what we've been used to seeing at quarterback uh, for the, for the Utah Utes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got hurt a couple weeks ago, and in came senior quarterback uh, Troy Williams, a guy who going into the year was voted a team captain by his teammates. Uh, everyone kind of expected he was going to be the starter this season, um, but Winningham decided to go with Huntley, and he's been okay. He, he's, I don't think he's been game busters. Um, yeah, no, he's he's not great. He started his career at Washington, and actually, yes. I think he made a start at Otson a couple years ago. No, he, he's he's thrown just two touchdowns, uh, but he's thrown six interceptions yeah, this season. Um, Huntley on the on the flip side has thrown six touchdowns, but then. You know, going into the injury, coming out of the injury, he had he had uh, just two interceptions and, like you yeah. said, four picks last week uh, against that Arizona State defense. That's going to decide the game for me. How how much of a pr- production does Utah get, and how can Oregon kind of corral that quarterback? Because if you don't have good quarterback play, it doesn't matter how good Carrington is; he's not going to get the ball. I was going to say breaking news: quarterback play will determine this game. <laughs> Because it's the case for both teams. I mean, if if Oregon does get Herbert back, they're a completely different team. If if we see the same Huntley that started the season, they're a completely different team. Best case scenario for Oregon is Herbert comes back and Huntley is the same Huntley we saw last week against Arizona State. And in that scenario, I think Oregon can win pretty decisively. And who is this Utah team? Because you look at their three losses. They've lost three straight. Right. After... They opened the year winning four straight games. And they've got some some wins here that are just – and some losses. You know, They only beat BYU, who I think has won one game all season. Uh, it's a rivalry game, so mm-hmm. you have to take that into account. But they only beat the Cougars by six. Uh, let's see. They, they only beat Arizona by six. They lost uh, to Stanford at home by three. They lost at USC – by one, because yeah. Whittingham elected to go for the win and not the tie uh, late in the game, and they just didn't get it on a two-point conversion. Um, and then they lost to Arizona State by 20. So I look at this team and I say, are they are they, are they closer to being good because they're just a couple plays away from beating a Stanford, from beating a USC, or are they closer to being bad because they got destroyed at home to Arizona State, they barely beat BYU, I'm not quite sure where you where they fall somewhere in that line. I think they're closer to good because my my perspective is that when they've had solid quarterback play, they've won games. And when they had Williams out there and, and he was kind of finding a rhythm, they were able to at least stay in the game against USC and Stanford. Now now with Huntley coming back, his first game back, you expected some rush, probably not that much rust. Um, I think they'll have better quarterback play this week, regardless of who they roll with. And I, I think. Really, it comes down to what Oregon does at quarterback. 
if, if they if they do play Herbert, I think they have a great chance of winning this game. I think if Herbert finds his way on the field, I think they're going to win. I do too. I mean, I I thought they would beat Utah with Herbert. I thought they would beat UCLA with Herbert. Um, possibly Washington State. Possibly Washington State. Uh, I, I think this team dynamically changes their outlook of the season um, with Herbert at the helm. But I I still think they can win uh, without with, him. Without him. Wow. Um, just because. It's a home game. There's nothing that beats a, a young quarterback any more than going on the road and playing. You know, when when you're when things are going are struggling, nothing is worse than going on the road. And the last two weeks, we've we've seen that happen. So he's coming home. I would think, I would hope, Oregon's fans haven't given up on this team and aren't that they, they will at least back their their quarterback, back their team, and. That whether you can put a number on it, um, you can rate it. I, you can or can or can't. Playing at home just boosts confidence. I think. I think we'll see a, a little bit more inspired play from from this team playing at home early on. The key is sustaining it. Um, but then on top of that, I just go back to looking at, and I know UCLA's defense is not Utah's. Utah is much better. Top three in the conference in every main, main in, in, in in statistics, but. Oregon made a lot of headway, whether that showed or not on the scoreboard at UCLA. A lot of first downs. They put together some really long scoring drives. They kind of learned, hey, this is how we have to play. And I think they caught, I think they found something too, um, along the offensive line with Calvin Throckmorton, the uh, starting right tackle who had started 19, 20 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. His 20 games in his first, his first 20 games he's played in. Are all starts at right tackle. He bumped down to right guard in the second half of that game at UCLA. The Ducks took out redshirt freshman Jake, Jacob Capra, slotted in uh, Tyrell Crosby's backup Brady Alio, who started at left tackle for ten games last season, but played him at at right tackle. And I think you go back and you look at that second half against UCLA. They had no problems moving the football. No, it was turnovers that that. Forced the Ducks into letting that game get out of hand. They had five drives to midfield that resulted in zero points. Yes, that's pretty. That's that's, that's, bad. that's bad. I mean, that's and bad execution. That it's, part of the field. It's, it's not. It's not that Oregon wasn't able to move the ball, and I think we're going to see that group of offensive linemen this weekend against against Utah, and they might not win, but I think going into the fourth quarter, they might have the lead or they might have a chance. To either be tied or they're three points away. I, I think it's going to be a game throughout the entire entirety because I think Utah's confidence is pretty shaken right now. Obviously, Carrington's going to be fired up to play this game, yeah. but um, I just have this feeling that this game's going to be a little bit closer than maybe we thought two weeks ago. To me, to me, uh, another big key will be forcing turnovers. Oregon started off this season really, really yep. good in terms of forcing teams to make mistakes. Have been. About as I think the worst team in the conference in conference play enforcing turnovers. So just one force interception. I think they forced four turn, uh, four fumbles. That has to change against Utah. Utah turned it over I think five times last week. Four interceptions and a fumble. Um, they need to replicate that. And we saw you know last week they played UCLA and they didn't force a turnover. And UCLA had been I think had the worst turnover margin in the conference. When they play teams that are turnover prone, they have to take advantage of that. And if they're not able to gain some extra possessions from Utah, I think it's going to be very difficult to win this game because 
I just still remain kind of skeptical of what exactly this offense is without <coughs> Braxton Burmeister. I know they looked a little bit better against UCLA, but Utah is so much better up front. I, I, I think they, I don't think they'll have a difficulty running the football, but I think just their lack of, of passing game is going to make it, it very, very difficult. One other thing of note is that just like Stanford, um, Utah has two defensive starters out the first half uh, of this game because of targeting penalties that were called against them against Arizona State in the second half. Um, you've got uh, missing the the names here for all of a sudden. Um, starting linebacker Donovan Thompson and safety uh, Corian Ballard, both guys were ejected. Uh, Ballard is has started six of seven games at free safety for the Utes and is sixth on the team in tackles, 26. And he's also got an interception. Um, and then you, you've also got Thompson, who's a sophomore, and he has seven tackles in his first start last week uh, against the, 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 the Sun Devils. And on top of that, um, they've also got a couple other guys, and senior Suania Tuatuli, I I'm hoping I pronounced that name correctly. He's their team leading tackler, right? Yeah, he's their, uh, he leads the team of tackles. He, he started the first five games before missing last week with an illness. Not sure if he's going to be back this week. Uh, and then junior Chase Hansen, uh, he's also started five games at safety and is coming off a, a shoulder injury that forced him to miss, uh, the game at Arizona State. So this defense might be banged up a little bit for the Utes. And, you know, that's something to take into consideration here. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of surprised that Oregon is only, I think, like a one, one and a half point underdog. It's almost basically a pick em, um, performance here. Uh, I think Oregon's got a chance, but it, it comes down to like what you said. They can't turn the ball over and they have to execute. And they, whether that's making field goals instead of, and if you get inside the 30, you gotta come away with points. You, you can't have empty possessions. Um, this team, I don't think this team, can win games knowing, hey, all game long we've struggled to score a ball, and all of a sudden the last two of the last three possessions that we're going to get, we need to score touchdowns. I, I don't think they've got the mental makeup to, no, to do I would, that. I would right agree now. with that. And, and I, frankly, I, I am skeptical of, of thinking they can win this game if Herbert doesn't play. And maybe I'm oversimplifying things. I just haven't seen enough from Braxton Burmeister as. Much as he might have been proved over the last three weeks, I just haven't seen enough that leads me to believe he can he can win against probably the best defense this team has faced to this point, especially with him as quarterback. I mean, I think certainly the best defense better than Stanford, better than Stanford, better than Washington State, and, and certainly better than UCLA. So I I, I think this game is it's problematic from that perspective. I think the the one thing is if they're able to go out and maybe they force three or four turnovers, kind of like Arizona State was able to do last week, that gives them a shot. But I, I think, barring Herbert's return, I think this is going to be a tough one to win. Do you want to do predictions? Yeah. So, trying to find the uh, the most up-to-date betting line. It's gone up to three and a half points. Okay, that seems a little bit more reasonable. Um, the Utes are currently the three and a half point favorite. Over-under is 54 points. So, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of expecting something of, you know, 30 to, to 24 um, type of a, yeah. a you know, type of performance maybe. Um, I'm I'm leaning. I don't think Oregon's going to score 24 points. No, I don't think Utah is going to score 30 points either though. Uh, I, I think this is going to be an ugly game. I yeah, I think <laughs> I think absolutely. These are two teams coming off three losses that don't have particularly uh, good offenses right now. 
So I, I'm going Utah 23, Oregon 17. I think they lose by six points. Um, I think we see some gradual improvement again from the offense, but just not enough uh, to come down the stretch and win this. I think game. that's the exact score I picked last week for UCLA over Oregon. <laughs> I think it might be even lower score than that, to be honest. Uh, if now this, the caveat here is if Herbert plays, I think Oregon can score thirty points. So yes, um, I, I think if if Herbert does not play, and that's we're going with that assumption right because we have not yeah. heard otherwise. I'm going to go Utah seventeen, Oregon ten. That would be very boring. Well, so, well, yeah. <laughs> well Matt you picked a good week to to not be at the game. So um, wrapping things up here before we get off, is there any any questions on Facebook that people uh, integrate? No, not really. Uh, mostly just talking about Herbert, and we've kind of covered the bases there. So yeah, so uh, follow our coverage from pregame. Uh, Eric will be at the game. I unfortunately will not be at the game. Um, I have a family funeral to attend to, so I will not be there. Um, Oregon, uh, Utah, 245, Pac-12 Network. Eric will have pregame, in-game, and then I will try and help assist with post-game coverage. Uh, but Carly will also be there, and um, we'll, have, we'll have plenty of stuff up from the game. Hopefully we're here on Monday talking about a win, and, what, and then that means uh, Willie Taggart, as he said last week on Saturday, then we can start talking about a bowl game if, if Oregon can get to five wins. Until then, they have no right to talk about it. Right. Um, we'll see if Oregon gets one step closer or if the pressure mounts even more. Uh, so thanks for listening, and go to DuckTerritory.com for all your Oregon football coverage needs. And also, you can find us on iTunes by searching for uh, Duck Territory Podcast, and that'll take you right to the uh, podcast link, and all our previous shows are up there as well. So thanks, guys. See you guys.